48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. Health officials note a rise in the number of coronavirus deaths at home and urge the elderly to get vaccinated. A consortium of bus operators, power companies and green groups urges the government to move faster to replace diesel buses with cleaner vehicles. And the Productivity Council says business sentiment has jumped sharply among small and medium-sized enterprises despite hardship caused by travel curbs. Health officials have reported 3,975 new local COVID cases and 301 imported infections. Another 175 patients have been admitted to hospital, taking the total receiving care to 1,425. Six more patients aged between 84 and 97 died, and officials noted a rise in the number of coronavirus patients dying at home. Dr Gladys Kwan, a chief manager at the hospital authority, urged the elderly to get vaccinated and to pay more attention to their own health. We urge them not to overlook their symptoms because most of the time they are asymptomatic or they think their condition is quite stable. But their situation or their condition can deteriorate quite rapidly. We have various channels for these patients to seek help. Apart from what we already have the telephone hotline, we also will ask our colleagues to identify those patients who are at risk and we will contact them proactively. Earlier, government officials said the government was prepared to open more isolation facilities as the number of COVID cases continues to rise. Officials say more than 5,000 people were being isolated at Penny's Bay yesterday, which means around 60% of its rooms were occupied. The Under Secretary for Security, Michael Chirk, spoke to the media after visiting Penny's Bay. The uh, government is very concerned and uh, is closely monitoring the uh, pandemic situation. And we are also reviewing our uh, uh, community isolation facilities. And as you are aware, there are other facilities are now at a standby mode. We are making sure those uh, facilities are well prepared and ready for, the, uh, for use. At the moment, we have around 3,000 rooms in another community facility that is ready for use. A consortium of bus operators, power companies and green groups has urged the government to expedite the replacement of diesel buses with ones running on clean energy. The Zero Emissions Mobility Consortium said concrete action is urgently needed to tackle dangerous levels of roadside air pollution in Hong Kong and address the climate crisis. Patrick Fong, CEO of Clean Air Network, one of the consortium's members, said the government should discuss the matter with bus and energy companies and come up with a comprehensive roadmap for replacing all diesel buses. When we talk about uh, viability, I think we're talking about uh, operationally and then technologically as well as financially. Without this done, uh, we will only achieve a, a certain limited scale of uh, uh, transitioning. That is not a ideal situation. The consortium said authorities should speed up and expand trials for both electric buses and hydrogen fuel cell buses and amend regulations to facilitate their adoption. The Productivity Council has warned that tough cross-border restrictions are still weighing on small and medium-sized enterprises, with 77% of some 920 businesses at Svade saying they're impacted by travel curbs. But the council said business sentiment had improved sharply in the third quarter. Its latest index on SME confidence recorded its largest ever jump to 47.1, up from 35.7 in the second quarter. Senior economist Kelvin Lau from Standard Chartered, which sponsors the survey, said remains cautious of external headwinds such as rampant global inflation in Hong Kong's economic recovery. Going forward, the number one concern for 
a lot of the Hong Kong SMEs will continue to be the external backdrop, whether we are seeing a slowdown in global growth, global demand. And that puts a lot of the externally oriented industries in a slightly less comfortable sort of a position. Uh, we are forecasting 0.2% growth for Hong Kong for the whole of this year. So that puts us slightly lower than where the government is currently forecasting, which is one to two percentage points. And a quick look at the weather for tonight and tomorrow. It'll be fine tonight with a minimum temperature of around 29 degrees. It'll be very hot and sunny tomorrow with a high of about 35 degrees. It'll be slightly higher in the new territories. Light to moderate southwesterly winds and the outlook. It will stay very hot and sunny for the rest of the week and into next week. Isolated showers during the weekend. Currently it's 30 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is 72%. The very hot weather warning is still in effect. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The High Court has sentenced a man to life imprisonment after a jury convicted him of murdering his wife after quarrelling over groceries. Xiao Chun-Chang, who's 66, was convicted by a majority 5-2 to two vote following a 10-day trial. The court heard that on November the 14th in 2019, Xiao's 55-year-old wife scolded him for buying too much fruit and too little pork. In response, he dragged her from a bed to the sitting room and attacked her with a chopper. A motorcycle driver has died after losing control of his vehicle and colliding with a bus this morning in Sao Mao Ping. The accident happened at around 8 o'clock when the motorbike heading towards Kowloon Bay hit a Kowloon motorbus near the intersection of Sao Mao Ping Road and Shun'on Road. The 59-year-old driver was rushed to the United Christian Hospital where he was pronounced dead. Turning overseas, Japan has executed a man for the murder of seven people in Tokyo's Akihabara district in 2008. 39-year-old Tomohiro Kato drove a rented lorry into the busy, shop, busy shopping area before carrying out the stabbings. He was convicted 11 years ago. Executions are rare in the country. European energy ministers have agreed to reduce usage of natural gas by 15% at an emergency meeting in Brussels called over fears that Russia could cut off supplies entirely. The reduction would be voluntary but could possibly be made mandatory to safeguard the EU's gas supplies through the coming winter. Some member states may be given exemptions. The Czech Minister for Industry and Trade, Joseph Sikola, who chaired today's meeting, told a news conference Russia would not be allowed to use energy as a weapon. Today's decision ensures we will not have to face dramatic consequences in winter, including gas scarcity or the price spikes. Gradual saving during the following months will ensure we have enough gas. We will not allow Russia to threaten our security by deliberately disrupting gas deliveries and using gas as a political weapon. Russia says it will quit the International Space Station in 30 months and build its own orbiting station instead. The new head of Roscosmos claimed it was to do with the deterioration of the technical condition of the ISS's Russian segment. The BBC's Sasha Schlichter reports. Based in Riyadh, Talas. A long history of economic mismanagement and rampant corruption is not the best way to run a successful space industry. Nevertheless, Russia has been a reliable partner in supplying transport to the ISS and did its bit for space cooperation. The Europeans are terminating a joint project to launch a Mars rover. Today, the new boss of Roscosmos, Yuri Barisov, promised to honour all commitments made to ISS partners, but said a decision to leave after 2024 had been taken.
Police in Saudi Arabia have arrested a popular Egyptian social media influencer, Tala Safwan, on accusations of posting sexual content that could harm public morality. The star has millions of followers and denies any sexual intent in her broadcast. The BBC's Sebastian Usher has more. In a statement, Alibaba... Based in Riyadh, Tala Safwan has amassed 5 million followers on TikTok and some 800,000 on YouTube. Her content is directed mainly at teenagers as she talks about TV shows and issues of particular interest to them. In a recent clip, she's seen chatting to a female friend whom she invites over to her house. Her subsequent remarks were interpreted by some as implying a sexual relationship between the two that set off a big online campaign against her. Sri Lanka says it will restrict fuel imports for the next 12 months due to a severe shortage of foreign currency. The Energy Minister Kanchana Wijasekara said a rationing system would be in place for distributing fuel across the country. A national fuel pass or QR system was introduced today at many petrol stations. The minister tweeted that under the scheme a limited quantity would be released every week. He asked all petrol stations to adopt it immediately. The government stopped fuel supplies and restricted essential services a month ago. Schools only partially opened yesterday and government employees were asked to continue to work from home. E-commerce giant Alibaba says it will apply to upgrade to a primary listing on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. The switch from a secondary listing will allow mainland investors to buy shares directly in the company for the first time. Alibaba listed in Hong Kong in 2014 in what was then the largest IPO in history and completed a secondary dual listing in Hong Kong in November 2019. Andrew Shirosky has more. In a statement, Alibaba CEO Daniel Zhang said the company would pursue the dual listing to foster a wider and more diversified investor base. The listing will allow Alibaba to apply for the Stock Connect scheme that permits mainland China investors to buy the company's shares more easily. Mr. Zhang added that Hong Kong is the launchpad for Alibaba's globalization strategy, and we are fully confident in China's economy and future. The application comes as both Washington and Beijing sharpen scrutiny over Chinese companies' listing and follows a tech crackdown in China in which Alibaba has suffered fines and the IPO of its affiliate, Ant, was spiked in late 2020. The company expects the listing to be completed by the end of the year. Sports now and hosts England face the Olympic silver medalist Sweden in the first semi-final of the Women's European Football Championship, the Women's Euros tonight at Bramall Lane in Sheffield. England have reached the stage in the last three major tournaments but lost each time. Midfielder Millie Bright has played in two of them. Each are different and each time it's kind of been different settings in the team um, but this one we're in a really good place like everyone's healthy and fit and and ready to fight and yeah just the morale in the in the group is brilliant of the last 26 meetings between the two sides england have won just three against sweden and were beaten 15 times the two sides have met seven times previously in the euros with england winning only once Pitch invaders at England's at England English Premier League matches are to receive automatic club bans under new measures to tackle fan behaviour. The BBC's Adam Samuel has more. I've been really impressed with England so far. 
Concerns were raised about safety at grounds after a number of pitch invasions at the end of last season. For example, Aston Villa goalkeeper Robin Olsen was assaulted at Manchester City on the final day of the season, while a Nottingham Forest fan was jailed for headbutting Sheffield United captain Billy Sharp at the end of their playoff match. Meanwhile, individuals who carry or use pyrotechnics or smoke bombs will also be banned and identified offenders will be reported to the police. The Football Association will also implement tougher sanctions for clubs. It's already an offence for fans to enter the pitch without lawful authority or lawful excuse under the Football Offences Act of 1991, but offenders have not always been prosecuted. However, after today's decision, prosecuting offenders will now be the default response under the new measures. Lawyers for over 185 rugby players are suing the sports governing bodies for negligence claiming that playing rugby caused brain damage. World Rugby, the Rugby Football Union and the Welsh Rugby Union are all accused of failing to protect players from permanent injury. One of the players involved in the legal action is England World Cup winner Steve Thompson. I keep saying I feel like a bit of a phony when it comes to it because people want to talk to me about it and the last thing I want to do is come over as being arrogant or horrible and not talk about it. But for so many years I was sort of just going along with it you know it's a shame because you know people say you know oh it's a highlight of their life it's amazing you must have felt amazing but like i said there's just there's no feeling there i watch it i don't get goosebumps i don't get anything an independent review into allegations of racism in scottish cricket has found the governance and leadership of the sport to be institutionally racist it also found that those who did raise issues were ignored or sidelined and a culture of racially aggravated microaggression was allowed to develop. The review highlighted 448 examples that demonstrated institutional racism. Majid Haq and Kazim Sheikh are two Scottish cricketers who've spoken openly about being racially abused. Sheikh says they want a public apology. If I raised my voice, I was told I was a, a troublemaker. And at 24 years of age... I scored back-to-back hundreds for Scotland against Ireland and Kenya. There was no other batter of my age or any other batter in that same season that had done that. Within six months of it, I was dropped from the team, replaced with white counterparts, and the competition that I helped the team get to the final that year, I didn't play in the final. It broke my heart. In other news, the president of Uganda, Yauri Museveni, has said he'll choose his own enemies amid speculation on whether his country would pick a side in the Russia-Ukraine crisis. He was speaking at a joint press conference with the visiting Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Health officials note a rise in the number of coronavirus deaths at home and urge the elderly to get vaccinated. And a consortium urges the government to move faster to replace diesel buses with cleaner vehicles. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio Free. Starry, starry night. Paint your palette blue and gray. Look out on a summer's day with eyes that know the darkness in my soul. Shadows on the hills. Catch the trees and the daffodils Catch the breeze and the winter chills 
in colors on the snowy linen land. Now I understand what you tried to say to me, and how you suffered for your sanity, and how you tried to set them free. They would not listen. They did not know how. Perhaps they'll listen now. Starry, starry night, flaming flowers that brightly blaze, swirling clouds in violet haze, reflect in Vincent's eyes of china blue. Colors changing hue. Morning fields of amber grain. Weathered faces lined in pain are soothed beneath the artist's loving hand. Now I understand what you tried to say to me. How you suffered for your sanity, and how you tried to set them free. They would not listen. They did not know how. Perhaps they'll listen now, for they could not love you. But still, your love was true. And when no hope was left in. On that starry, starry night, you took your life as lovers often do. But I could have told you, Vincent, this world was never meant for one as beautiful as you. Starry, starry night, portraits hung in empty halls. Frameless heads on nameless walls, with eyes that watch the world and can't forget, like the strangers that you've met. The ragged men in ragged clothes, a silver thorn, a bloody rose, lie crushed and broken on the virgin snow. Now I think I know. What you tried to say to me, and how you suffered for your sanity, and how you tried to set them free—they would not listen. They're not listening still. Perhaps they never. Whether you're a fan of Don McLean or not, but there, of course, was Vincent. And the reason why I asked this question is earlier today I was reading that a documentary has been released、uh, quite recently. The day the music died, the story of Don McLean's American Pie apparently is just released. I don't know how you'd watch it here in Hong Kong, but if it interests you, go searching on the internet and maybe you can find a way to do it. Thanks for tuning in. Our second hour on this Tuesday night, Peter King with you, of course, in our marvelous musical magical mystery tour. After midnight, as usual, as well, we'll be embarking on our sentimental journey.